Welcome to the Big Black Clock Podcast, the risk-tickling world of virology, brought to you by the dynamic duo of two Montreal watch enthusiasts. Enjoy dad jokes and bad puns as we deep dive into new releases, trends, reviews, and everything watch-related. Now sit back and rest assured you'll have a good time. Let's get to the watch time. You walk across the street and now you have to pay to get in because you're talking about the big boys here. It's uh, the participating brands, Armstrong, Arnold & Son. Bell and Ross, Blancpain, Beauvais, Breguet, Bremont, Bookerer, Chopin, Chrono Swiss, Cyrus, Sapec, Constant, G-Shock, out of nowhere. Because <laughs> we're here too. Ger they never left. <laughs> Gerald Charles, Glassut Original, Grubel Forzi, H. Moser, HYT, Laurent Ferrier, Louis Serrand, Massina Lab, MBNF, Moritz Grossman, Norquin, Horis, Parmesan, Fleurier, Perelet, Piaget, GM, Roger Dupuis, Pigmarin, Ulysse Nardin, Vianney, Alter, Vutalainen Zeitwinkel. First thing, got to run into our good friend, Mr. Um, Kaufman from Kaufman Swiss. He was there at the show. He was at Maurice Grossman's booth. Asked if he was going to bring it. He goes, maybe, which would be huge for Montreal to get a brand like that. But what'd you guys think of the show? I love the booze. The wine was excellent. They had this excellent Tuscan, what was it? Yes. Tuscan. Italian it Tuscany from like red wine. Brazil, uh, Tuscany, Italy. <laughs> no, 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 no. It was a Tuscan Italian. Yeah, no, no. It was, it was a proper Tuscan wine. Uh, yeah. Proper oh, yeah. glasses. Gotham. It was in a beautiful venue. I venue remember, very like, nice, the, yeah. the building yeah. it was yeah, exactly. in, it was like an, an old bank, I think it was. And it was really well lit, really well decorated. It was fantastic. Really, really a great It was, experience. wasn't well lit. Um, it was, it was romantically yeah. lit for the venue. Yeah. No, no, no. What I said, well, was it good for watch looking? Yes, that's like, what I mean like, by well lit. Yeah. Like everyone has cool. their flashlights because they're like, no, no, it has to look, it was has not. To look bougie up in here. Right. And boy, the watch game there was nice. Huh? People had some nice type pieces. Seeing things and even handling, you know, you're able to put something on your arm that's, you never even would have thought. I mean, over a hundred thousand dollars more for a watch. Yeah. But I'm, I mean, if I'll speak for myself, I had one on and I saw the price tag of a hundred thousand dollars. It was, you know, it's an, it's a next level thing. It was totally worth that admission price. I'll tell you, I'll tell you that. And it's, we were, we were, uh, I'm glad we were able to, to go finally. Cause at first we, we didn't think we were. Anyone who go goes there go. really worth, it's worth the time to go to watch time. You get to, I think visit a different spectrum while wind up is there for independent micro brands. This one, you get into like high horology, independent watchmaking for the most part, independent And you see some of the stuff that they're able to achieve. Beauvais was one of the first ones we're getting into with a full sapphire case. Um, Grand Complication, the case itself was shifted on an axis to make it even more comfortable as you wore it. I think it was like five, like half a million bucks. But the level of engineering and finish, and I'd always ask them, I go, how much time does it take? To, it's like thousands of hours. Different people, but like thousands and thousands of hours to just do one watch. It's a remarkable feat of engineering. To me, they're more museum pieces at this point. They're the Oeuvre de Radal that you wear, yes. they're like uh, art that you wear on your wrist. Anything stand out to you guys you wanted to share on that one? Yeah, I would say, again, there's not much of a change, I think, just like wind up from watch time from last year. However, there were some brands that really stood out to me. I think one of them was Louis Serrard. Oh, yeah. Holy shit. They are amazing. Fun. And They're you fun. know what? For They're some reason, I assumed that they were very expensive. I never really looked into the prices, but they are no. uh, attainable. And the stuff that they make is unbelievable. And again, very, very pleasant people to talk to. Uh, they, we spent a lot of time at their booth. They showed us a lot of different watches. 
man, they have really nice stuff. And obviously, we looked at the Konstantin Chaikin. Oh, uh, and we come up with a new one. Uh, it's I think it's like five grand. Is that more than that? Five, six grand? That like totally f- to me, this probably was the most the, the the brand that stood out the most at the show, and something that is I thought was unattainable, but actually is, but is. Uh, built and looks like something that I thought of as unattainable. Yeah. So you can you can tell like the quality and everything around is just amazing. Rafi, yes, uh, Beauvais for me definitely because I had it on my arm and I thought that just watching all those the the complications on that thing and how it must be to put something like that together and like you said, Kevin, you know that that how it was uh, it was built kind of on an angle to make it more comfortable to look at the time. For example, it's all these crazy ideas that you don't necessarily see in 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 watches and it's something that we got to see there um that's kind of putting more museum piece type of uh things aside hyt was another one i remember um that was a little bit out there you had that 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 was was the hyt titanium blue i think yeah that is 335,000 Swiss francs. But it was like that they use like liquid. It's a monster. They use a reservoir that has the liquid to allow them yeah. to to keep time. Two of them, yeah. And they can never mix that with the actual movement or complication that's there. It's it's quite ingenious as a as a designer method of t- engineering, design, even yeah. more than design. That David Serrato, who invented the Black Babe and then was at Mont Blanc, with the 1858 and then went to HYT, who was the managing director there and CEO. He ended up leaving after a year and a half. I'm not quite sure too why. I'm not going to speculate, but he's now at Bremont. Big fan of of what he's going to, of him in general. I'm anxious to see what he comes out with his first touches on the super ocean that's already there. But HYT is one of those hyper brands, super unique the watch geek enthusiast that's there but like Bremont's an interesting David Serrato I'm looking forward to what they're going to give you to, to release I think it was just a color scheme different than what it was before but Bremont was interesting to see just in the vein of of HYT one that stood out to me is Chrono Swiss one of the first ones you see when you come in you see G-Shock and then you go right to Chrono Swiss and Chrono Swiss had a watch that jumped out the Delphis Paribas Paribas 50 pieces this is a steel model has a beautiful sub-second hand that's fixated with bridges, but half the dial or even more than half the dial is finished with this, like, I would just have to say, remarkably stunning hand guilloche that the color scheme changes. It is a retrograde minute hand with jump hour uh, with a sub-seconds. The level of craftsmanship to this watch is remarkable. It's a manufacture automatique. And this, you get into, I think, real grail territory. This watch goes for about 17,000 euros cheaper than in their royal oak and i think very very interesting that was one that jumped out at me chrono swiss very very remarkable uh watchmaking from an independent proudly independent uh brand what else jumped out you guys i um i walked over to h moser oh, which yeah. were there for the first time and uh you know you could actually try those watches and I got to like, like it's impossible to actually ever see those watches in person yet even try them on the on your wrist. But uh, I got a chance to try on the Streamliner, which is there like a sporty chronograph, I guess. I mean, they also have the non chronograph versions. That bracelet is probably the best bracelet I've ever had a <laughs> head on on a watch. Oh my god, yeah, because it feels like it's not well, metal. of course, Dimitri, it is $20,000. Yeah, no, but <laughs> but it's just the feel, story. It, the feel of it is oh yeah, 
that was the the guy, right? The joke was the joke is basically the when I when I complimented the the bracelet, the person that was the young guy, the person goes, "Oh yeah, yeah, we don't waste. Uh, what was it? We don't." Uh, um, we don't just we don't uh, spare. We don't, we don't spare. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. It was like we don't waste any money. We don't. We don't want to just charge you high prices for nothing. Spare. Yeah. Spare any expense. Like, okay. Yeah. That's not. You know. That wasn't my point. But uh, the watch is twenty thousand. We're like, yeah, but that's yeah. It's just. Anyways, but but basically the the bracelet. The, the best way to explain it is that it's a metal bracelet with links, but it feels like a solid piece. It feels like you're wearing a rubber or like a silicone strap, right? You don't feel the links. You don't feel any edges. It feels so comfortable. Like it is not yeah. metal, like it's not links. It's like it's uh, like it's hugging your wrist. That was probably the most standout feature. Also, got to try the Endeavor uh, Second Second Edition. Yeah, it's one of those Second Seconds that I don't like. Yeah, me too. The eraser is that one? The yeah, eraser. Yeah, it's just it's a beautiful watch with a like a pixelated eraser on it. Yeah, it's not for me. I, I don't get it. I just don't get it. But overall, like it's it's nice it's nice to be able to actually see H Moser. Yeah, I like H Moser as well. I like their 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 designs, uh, particularly the Endeavor as well, is something that I really liked. And I, I didn't get to try them on, unfortunately, but uh, I'm a big fan, definitely. Uh, what I liked, um, I'm just going through the list here, but another, um, I, I remember the Bremonts that we saw. The Bremonts are really cool as well. I really enjoyed those. The Booker, uh, uh, these are all brands that I had heard of, but I had never actually seen. So this was a great opportunity to be able to actually go and, and handle them and actually see them uh for real um it was a it, it was a great experience and definitely i mean me being the first time that i'm going I, I really would like to go back and i would recommend it if you're a fan and if something that you that you know if watches interest you would be a great it's a great uh way to uh, experience it for sure doing some mileage on that carl of booker had the cfb line so this is a carbon fiber forged carbon uh capsule collection so one of them that just jumped out there they have this phenomenal perpetual calendar in a carbon fiber case that was in the case that we saw they had it next to a monero double tourbillon or tourbillon double peripheral the peripheral perpetual calendar uh, titanium container a2055 manufacturer calib moon phase function that thing was is limited to like 88 pieces the cost certification that thing was amazing and yeah it's thirty-seven thousand us dollars but that thing was just a beautiful watch from carl of booker and uh, it's for the person who has a lot of other say carl of booker watch this is just a beautiful rendition and a little bit of a flex of what they're able to do and and show that they belong with those really really um let's say really high-end uh horology watches that were there because you know they they stand more on the more relatively affordable attainable side of things for booker but this is a little bit of a flex of what they're able to do kind of like when iwc gets into those perpetual calendars sort of thing or even their tourbillons yeah really great watch the monero perpetual peripheral perpetual calendar that was the one i really jumped out at me and moneros themselves uh, they're not easy to find in montreal we i don't know if we have we have them at kaufman's kaufman's yeah. swiss but uh, there's not a lot of, unfortunately, not a lot of selection. You can't just go and see them in person, because the Maneros they started making the smaller version of it, and I got to try that on at the at the watch time. Really, really cool watches. So I kind of confirmed my opinion that Maneros are awesome. Oh yeah. You get I think it was a 39 millimeter I think versus the 43 or 42. So the smaller version is really cool. Uh, and obviously the uh, Sapex again seeing Sapex was awesome because. 
historically it's uh, it's Sapek and uh, Patek that uh, started the company initially, and then they split, and one became a Patek Philippe, and then the other one stayed a Sapek. Uh, so there's a crazy historical significance there. Obviously, the Sapek Antarctic, that's a very, very famous watch from them. That's an integrated bracelet, which I would say the Christopher Ward 12 is kind of designed after or maybe designed with a lot of similarities just because it's the same designer behind those two watches. Um, but Sapek is one of those brands, I think, that if you are getting into a higher horology and you don't want to go or can't because you're on a wait list forever, you can get a, a watch from a, a like let's say one of the big threes. A Sapek is a really really cool brand to get into. Absolutely, another one never fails to disappoint. Great to see them there. Vutalainen. Vutalainen is amazing. Kari is just amazing as stuff. Um, I like Messina Lab. Messina William Messina is someone who does great collaborations with very interesting brands. And he showed it a lineup of all the different collaborations that they carry. And again, some of them much more affordable than others, but certainly someone with a lot of passion to look into. William Messina is someone to consider. It's been a lot of panels. I'm not sure if it was on the GPHG, but uh, Messina Lab had some fun stuff. Again, kind of like Louis Aral, doesn't take himself too, too seriously and is a fan of, of proper watchmaking. So definitely on the attainable side as well. What else? Speaking of obtainable, uh, just considering if you're shopping in the city here, I mean, where would you be able to find these types of watches, for example? Because you don't, you know, they're very particular, specific. Yeah, that's tougher. You're right. That's tougher. Watches. Here, you're going to have a little bit more difficulty finding a watch like this. But luckily, let's be honest here, a lot of these have service centers right across the border. So in an hour or so from here, you can go right into the U.S. and get it serviced. But otherwise, yeah, you'd have to go through a broker or some sort of watch. Otherwise, broker. Chrono 24 is your best bet. You would need, if you want to purchase them, for example, you would have to go online. I don't know if they sell directly off their website yeah. online or is this something the boutiques you can buy boutiques? directly off their, offline? The awful, and there's a lot in Toronto as well that can sell directly through there. Yeah. The last one I'll say is also if you buy through Chrono 24 and you go over a certain price, there's an, a broker agent that assists you in the sale, right? To make sure that everything goes smooth and it's it's appropriate so you don't have to like ask for mediation or any kind of supervision in the transaction. So they're actually really, really great once you get into a certain price point. Last, another flex. And I think my final one, I'm going to comment on this is my last one. Oris is also at watch time. <laughs> They're like, yeah, we're here too. And they had a nice Kermit mm -hmm. unapologetically sitting there, the doll, giving out free swag. And they're like, yeah, that's us. Yep. And not only did they have a booth, not on the outskirts, no, 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 right in the center of the fucking thing next to the wine. Because Oris likes to party. And I like Oris because of that. And you like to party. We like to party. I like to party. I already said that. You can't say that. Speaking of which, speaking... <laughs> Sp speaking of having a booth right in the middle, Bell and Ross yeah, had a big presence as well. I mean, Bell and Ross is not my thing. They got some crazy looking stuff and it's really cool. It's not my thing, but they also had a giant yeah. oh, yeah, full-size motorcycle. Beautiful. Uh, I know it's part of their, they had a You're, motorcycle um, with a watch sitting on it. Yeah. I think it was <laughs> exactly. a Ducati actually. If you like clusters like Autodromo and whatnot. So Bell and Ross started with like the clustering of an, of an airplane yeah. or one of these old fire planes. I'm not even sure which, I'm not a, I'm a pilot anymore. They kicked me out, but I was, or a doctor. I was kicked out of Top Gun. You know, I wasn't good enough at volleyball. <laughs> I took off my shirt. They were like, oh no, 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 <laughs> you're out. Um, but, but, what are you doing here, Kevin? This is a playground. Get back to work, the kitchen, right? Um, yeah. Point is, um, they did, that's a lot of the design styles had to do with those clusters and strong aviation influence, but they're very cool. French brand, 
made strides at the beginning when they kind of came out. We're like, okay, they're gimmicky. What are these Bell and Ross watches that are selling at this price? I'm talking about like 10 years ago, right? Rafi and I even were talking about this many years ago. And they managed to stick around, evolve, and they're doing some really great things. And I'm happy that they, they've been able to, to, I'll say survive, but they made it. And they're here. And there are places like Watch Time. Uh, they have distributors here. I like Bell and Ross a lot. I really uh, like the one that Carl had. Not, it wasn't for me. I would have gotten with the regular, I think it's a CB05. Anyways. BR05. BR05, that's right. The one that Carl had, right? The yeah, BR-05, but he had this crazy, like, full titanium or whatever yeah. like, it was a totally matte concrete looking asphalt thing but and it was for him but i like the one that was like the regular and a lot of critique oh this is another like integrated bracelet trying to look like this i was like no it looks like a bell and ross and they were able to create their identity in a short time so good on them and they stuck by it they didn't waver they and they've stuck around and they clearly have a great fan base so yeah i was happy to see bell and ross there aren't, aren't they isn't bell and ross also kind of branching out in their designs as well i know that they were very into the the square designs with the like you said the dials but they, they seem to be branching you know, out to when different you look at their watches that's well what makes now. it so interesting even when they branch out into designs they've still been able to keep their dna to a point you go yeah that's a bell and ross and that is a difficult thing to do yeah um so yeah they are i think they are branching out but they still manage to keep that dna whatever that kind of is is it a, cl- a cluster or it's like yeah there's a bell and ross uh but i try and they're watching like yeah i really need this and i think if i didn't have a panerai radio mirror right because that kind of scratches that itch for that kind of like, I don't know, it's not a cluster watch, but it's like this like larger square timepiece. Mm-hmm. This kind of scratches that itch a little bit. So, but the Bell and Ross, like you try them on, they're really nice. They're really great watches too. Yeah, they are. What else uh, stood out to you guys? I, I, I can do a c- couple of sound bites. I think just a few brands that really were cool. Go for it. The uh, Speak Marine was uh, interesting to see. What? Come back. They were loved in the 2000s, kind of went quiet. And then they came back and they're doing some British brand, another British brand. Yeah. Really cool. Really, really cool. Really cool. Uh, amazing design. Really, I, I do really love when the originality of the design has like a subdial being so emphasized, you know, kind of like the big date on like a glass suit, uh, like a London Zona watches. And here it's, again, super well executed. Really, really cool watches. Not cheap. No, not cheap. But, but it's, it is the level of finish when you look it. at these things are fucking yeah. crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That's Speak Marine, yeah, yeah. What else did you have? Speak Marine was awesome. Yeah, uh, also the, let's say the uh, the derivative of Gerald Genta's brand is the Gerald Charles was there. Yeah. Uh, it was interesting to see with because different, the they flesh. definitely don't lack in originality. You know, there's a lot of, most of their offerings are like skeleton style watches, but they're very cool, very original, unique designs. And uh, what else? I mean, there's a lot of other brands that we probably don't go into, like Moritz Grossman is there. Ah, Moritz Grossman is like the top incredible. of the top of the German brands. It's, it's uh, you know, just go to the website and see what they do. It's it's really like museum, super high quality, exquisite pieces. Like Gerbil Forzi. Look at a picture yeah. here of a GMT Balancier Convex, and I was like, this thing is just killer. Yeah. With the globe right into the dot. Like These are just art pieces, right? They're displayed like that. Yeah, and I think just a honorable mention, uh, Frederic Constant was there as well. And as usual, like I think they, to me, on par with Christopher Ward, have grown so much in terms of how, like, in terms of let's say how I see them and how much respect I have for those brands. Then I, I kind of rank them similarly because they do. I guess it's a similar price category. Maybe maybe Frederic Constant is a bit more expensive, but Frederic Constant has been really taking leaps forward 
manufacture calibs. Yeah, very perpetual, happy. About they have that. perpetual calendars. Very they happy have, about that. Tourbillon. They, they came out with a tourbillon. tourbillon and a world timer. They have their tour world timer but as they well. They recently That's, had uh, a, for a, while. a super high frequency automatic watch called the Monolith, I think. It vibrates at like 300 vibrations a second or something. It's something insane. I don't know. You guys look at it. But thing is, is there is like, what, what's their place going to become if they keep going up in that group? Like, yeah, there's citizen group. Who's their uh, high end? I think it's Arnold and Strum, right? That's their mm-hmm. Arnold, Armin Strum. They're also That's there the, at the Arnold and Sun. And they're the, they're the big, say, high horology honcho of the citizen group, right? Everyone has their kind of like space. But Frederick Constant, they were acquired in the 90s. They are just a really like heavy hitter when it comes to... The, bang for buck, they're among the best. Like, let's be honest. Every time yeah. we hold a Frederick Constant, they're like, whew, they're very... And they've gone up in price. They used to be cheaper, but they're still really, really good quality. I'll speak. I have a Frederick Constant. I bought one, yeah. I think, three years ago now. Uh, I have the runabout uh, automatic and I loved it because of the, it was a gold color with the blue brace with the blue uh, leather strap and everything. And I, I don't wear it too often cause it's, it's a dress watch and I wear it in dressy occasions, but I really like to this day and I still really, really like it. And I'm glad that I picked it up and you're right about the fact that they're, right. they're going And the up. one you mentioned, Kevin, I think it's called up. monolithic. The uh, monolithic. Did, yeah. I said monolith, right? Sorry. Sold out. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's, it's but that thing is crazy. Watch. It vibrates. It hums. It goes zzz, and then you uh, astonishing. Two hundred and eighty-eight uh, vibrations per hour. No, more than that. Twenty-eight. Twenty-eight. Two hundred eighty thousand. There you go. <laughs> okay. I forgot to add the thousands. So it's ten times more than a regular four beats, four hertz. Yeah, it's forty hertz. Yeah, it's ten times more. Yeah, exactly. Fuck, it's crazy. It is crazy. Years. I wonder what's the battery life. Like the the spring must be crazy on this one. It's, it's like it's just like humming. It's just like, eighty hours of power reserve, by the way, which yeah. is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah they do oh. uh, really awesome things. Talking about that, I have to come back. One thing at wind up. Speaking of that, because I had a lot of questions around Accutron, they answered them. That thing is not going to die oh, after yes. ten years. You can just pull out the crown. It's fine. He says it'll last forever. The guy's super enthusiastic. I don't know what his name was, but if anyone knows, the guy was dope. He had PowerPoints, very organized. He was very so enthusiastic. Into it, yeah, he was very yeah. really into it. But he he really cleared it all up. All of our concerns. I don't have them anymore. And it's like, oh, that's great. That Accutron is back on the shortlist because it's just a really great watch. Something you've never seen it before. It is such a and cool technology. And I actually want yeah. like honestly, his Static his sales game worked. Yeah, yeah. I want an Accutron. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yes. And it was even sales. He, I would like, and you know, he was Absolutely. really happy with the question I asked because no one had that question. But I was like, I've been digging at this. I want to know the answer. Too bad they never answered me by email. I'm glad because this guy really cleared it up well in person. Yeah, and I mean, wind up. There's also Fossil that we haven't really mentioned. Uh, oh yeah, let's time. finish with Fossil. The best. The best. Says but the they best had a really cool release. They had the Mickey Mouse character yeah. watches, right? Yeah. Had a moment. They had three: a black one, a regular, colorful, red, white, no, red, white, and yellow Mickey Mouse that was in blackface. Yeah, and that oof, that was a lot oof. of flack. And then there was another one that was in a sketch Did mode, you say right? Rough? Which was like, rough. it was in a sketch mode, right? So it was like this, this like sketch style uh, Mickey Mouse, uh, very vintagey, like very like original cartoon, like he's drawing it up. Yeah. I was like, hell yeah. Right next to to Filson, they're a leather producer fossil. And uh, I asked, I go, why don't you guys use it? He goes, what movement did this? Oh, it's a Mayota. I go, why aren't you using an STP? <laughs> they own STP movement. The, they go, no, it's too expensive. <laughs> yeah, the price would be a different. 
Yeah, but uh, very cool watch. Uh, very, very nice looking one. It's the first time I looked at the fossil and I was like, maybe I want to have yeah. a fossil. Yeah. It's fun. Though. It was a fun. It, didn't, yeah. it was a good take on character watches. So that wipe, that wraps it up. That was our wrap up or wind down on the wind up, watch time, worn and wound, weekend of America. <laughs> yeah. Mic drop. Mic drop. So, Jeremy, if you're listening to this, he's our editor and he can beep out his name. We're going to need to tag every single brand that we mentioned in this episode. <laughs> We're going to add all of them. Make them uh, listen to our shout outs. Uh, but we hope you guys enjoyed the episode. We hope you guys had a chance to make it out there. And if you hadn't, make time next year. It's free and wind up and it's only $40 to get into... Uh, no, uh, wind up, yeah, it's free and uh, watch time is, is $40. So thanks for joining us. And we'll see you next week. Have a good one, everyone. Cheers, everybody. Thank you for joining us this week. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you like our podcast, please make sure to like and subscribe. You can find us on Instagram at Big Black Clock Watch and through email at info at BigBlackClock.watch. Happy hunting, and we will see you on the next episode.